Welcome to Purifying Truths with Ace Star. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have with us all the way from the UK, Morris the Connector. For those of you who are not familiar with Morris, he is a transformation coach. He is an inspirational speaker and he has changed the game. He is truly a game changer. Welcome to Purifying Truths, Morris. How are you today? Well, I'm feeling so good today. Every day I wake up, I'm feeling good. Just to be alive is a reason to smile. Would you agree? I agree. It's a gift. The gift of the present. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. So, Morris, um, we know that you are changing the game and you're changing the game, as I call it, the game of life by sharing your story and liberating others by doing so. So let's jump into that. You have a book and you talk about wearing your crown. What does that mean? Wearing your crown means to me is because um, we form, form our own philosophy going through the journey of life. Because when we're born, I, I believe when we're born, we're born and we're dying, but we're fighting to find ourselves. And I found myself why I say I'm wearing my crown because I believe we're all leaders. Leaders are born, not made. So I believe that we're all kings and queens because we have something to do here, which is to find our gift, which become our purpose. And once we find that, we get this power, which I feel I have now to empower people with my gift. So that's why I say we're wearing our crown. Are you wearing your crown because you're born to lead? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I too believe that we're all leaders. Sometimes I think we forget that. And that's when um, it's so important to have that reminder. Did you always feel that you were a leader? No, not at all. I was growing up, I grew up with my mom and five siblings, you know what I mean? And, you know, and my dad, my dad left when I was seven years old and I um, struggled with that because it was a loving family. And when your dad leaves home, the sad thing about it, you know, it break, breaks up like a relationship that you have totally with two people that you admire so much and love. And I can remember the days when I used to watch my dad walking down the garden path, going to work and just be crying, Dad, can I come with you? Can I come to work? And Aww. it wasn't possible for me to go to work with him. But, you know, one day he didn't come home. And that was one of the saddest days of my life when I found out he wasn't coming back. You know? Oh yeah, I can only imagine. And so when you're dealing with this devastation as a young child, did it carry on and affect you into your teen years and even young adulthood? Yeah, what it done to me, it made me become a disruptive because I believe every son and daughter needs the two parents there. And when my dad left, I started to become disruptive and I was going to school and I was being what we call naughty at school so by the time the age of 13 14 the teacher was saying to me I'll be nothing in life and putting me in a corner yes discipline wasn't really 
um, something that I adapted to well at school being taught, you know. So I wish that teacher had said to me, Maurice, what is the problem at home? Because my mum was having trouble at home because she was sick with hay fever. And they, the, the, the social services, which is the local authorities in London, wanted to put us all in a home and separate us. So my mum was fighting to stop that. And what I can remember of that, that made us become not to this dis, discipline wasn't too much there with my mum, you know. So when when your dad ain't there and you ain't got that strict person telling you to not to do this, not to do that, you become in control of your actions. So going to school, when the teachers was telling me to do things, I wouldn't really do it. I, I, I was a disruptive kid, yes, but being a teacher, you're there to teach. You're not there to teach people and discourage people. I felt so degraded. I just wish that teacher could see me now. Oh, yes. It's so sad that many times teachers don't know anything other than what's in the book, right? They don't, they teach you what's in the book, but they don't teach the whole person, the emotional, the spiritual. And many times that's what's needed more so than the history and the English and the math. So I completely understand. So you became, as you say, a disruptive, you were naughty, you were disciplined during school. And I believe that somewhere during that time you became a gangster. Yeah, what happened when I left school, I had no confidence. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit emotional here because I'm going back and it's not. Oh. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, I left school not believing in myself you know, not knowing myself, do you know what I mean? Um, no direction. I would say lack of direction, not lack of time has people stuck, you know, and I was stuck in a, in a place like I, I, I'm, I'm going back now. And, you know, at that time I didn't understand, but I overstand and understand and understand now, which is mm -hmm. most important. So I can speak like this, the truth. And that's what sets me free. I'm going to be truthful here and now. And, um, when I left school, not seeing no one of significance um, of my colour. You know, at school I was taught about Christopher Columbus and, you know, Lord Nelson, but we never got taught nothing about Africa, nothing like that. When I look back now, I left school thinking I was, I'm not ashamed to say this, I, I thought I was nobody. I thought I was lower than the normal people, like the white people and people like that because I couldn't see no one um, of my colour being anybody or anybody at that time in my life. So I did try and get a job, but there was a barrier there. Sometimes I used to go for a job and they used to turn me down. I think I had about two jobs, but I didn't like them because the way I was treated. So I, mm -hmm. I soon left those jobs. And um, some of my friends used to sell drugs and have money. And, you know, they say money is the root of all evil, but it's not. It's the love of money. And I started to sell drugs and I started to love money so much that I would do anything. I, I formed a comfort with money. I found it made me happy at that time. But, you know, I would say to anyone, that is not success. Success is me here now speaking my truth. But I thought success was the money, the big car, the jewellery and all those sort of things. And I went through 12 years of hustling and being the gangster until a catalyst happened in my life, which was my 12, my 18-month-old son passing away at home, tragically called Dwayne, you know, and that made me look up and start to think about myself. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry for your loss, but I can only imagine how that would stop you in your tracks. And certainly you made a 
ballot point that it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. Many times when you're on one side of the fence and you're thinking the grass is greener, you see those with the money and you think that everything is smooth sailing, but truly you can have the house, the cars, the jewelry, and whatever else money may buy, but it can't buy happiness. It can't buy peace and it can't buy inner joy. Life is more important than the things that money can buy. And so tell us, after the death of your son, how did you change? Well, my mom used to say, Ma, he's come to church. And I used to say, Mom, I ain't got enough time to go to church because I was drinking and smoking. I mean, it's been 35 years I haven't smoked marijuana, 35 years I haven't drank alcohol now. But after the death of my son, and I wanted to commit suicide myself because I, I must have only hugged him about 10 or 15 times. And that was a sad point in my life where I wasn't thinking of the money no more. I was thinking of my reaction to the death of my son. And I started to, like they say, knock on the door, be open, seek and you shall find. When I look back, it was a mindset reset that I needed to get away from the gangster world. So I went to church. I went to church with my mom and my siblings and going to church, seeing everybody clapping and being happy in that environment. I would say you're a product of your environment. Yes, I was. I would say adversity introduces a man or a woman to themselves because it certainly did me. And in my darkest hour, and I'll say to everybody that's listening, in your darkest hour, focus on the light because you are the light. The light can shine bright. Depending on what you think, that's what you become. And I started to think of the, the, the nice things these people in church were doing and the way they were thinking. And I just wanted to work now. I just wanted to show my other kids because I had three other kids. I just wanted them to see their dad as somebody of significance, you know, and be somebody. That's all I wanted to be now after the death of my son. And I found comfort by finding God and focusing on the light and believing in him and started to walk in the spirit, you know, and every time the light got brighter and brighter in the things I was doing, I could see things happening, like starting from just working as a double glazing, working just as a, a courier, eventually working, setting up a market store with my girlfriend and then having a shop. It was just a momentum of things that was happening. And I would say to everyone, if you're not happy with something, you can change it. Because change happens, progress doesn't. And I started to make the progress in my life where eventually I was able to set up a chauffeur company by meeting this man called Steve when I was doing some executive driving. And one day he said to me, Maurice, you're more than a driver. I didn't know what he meant by that. But today, and going through my life, I started to realize I was more than a driver because he's seen somebody with character. Because like Bruce Lee says, knowledge will give you power but character will gain you respect. And he wanted me to drive for him specifically after meeting him at this um, executive driving job that I was doing. And I started to drive for him. And then he was setting up like a, a business, a hedge fund business, like a billion pound hedge fund business. And I said to him, I could set up a company to drive your clients and staff and people like that. And he said, that's a good idea, Morris. And from there, that company now drives some of the biggest pop stars in the world, like Justin Bieber, Beyonce. I've done Whitney Houston's tour when she came to London in 2010. Usher, Kings of Leon, Leisha Keys, Will Smith, many more people that come to mm -hmm. London, my chauffeur company. This gangster became a businessman. 
by focusing on what he wanted to do in his life instead of what he didn't want to do. Yes, you know, many times we're labeled and we're put inside of a box where, like you said, you felt worthless and hopeless. But I love the fact that your story doesn't end there, that you had a paradigm shift in your mental and you went from, like you said, gangster to businessman. You've done some phenomenal things. And so now you're running this business. You are significant, not just to your children, not just to your family, but to people all over the world, not just for your driving, but for your speaking as well. Please tell us, Morris, how do you recommend that we make that change so that we too can become the best version of ourselves? Like I say, change happens, but progress doesn't. And we have to start believing in ourselves. That's a powerful word because not seeing is believing. It's believing is seeing. Believing, faith is believing what you can't see. And even going through that and setting up the chauffeur company didn't stop. Just like Les Brown says, if you land on your back, make sure you're looking up. If you're looking up, you can get up. And what I say, Morris the Connector, when they say ashes to ashes and dust to dust, he rises like a phoenix through the ashes. In 2007, my sister passed away, my best friend. She passed oh away God. through an illness. You know, that was a sad time for me and I was going through some pain there, but I knew God had his plan for me. And then in 2010, I lost my mum, my dear mum, my queen, my mum that taught me manners and respect. You know, she was gone, but we used to speak, us, me and my siblings, and say, yes, I still got my dad. But then in 2011, it was a big blow because my dad passed away due to cancer, little after, uh, after my mum. And I still... but. I believed in God and I believed wholly in that he had a place where he wanted to take me. But the biggest blow that happened in my life, I would say, is with my wife of 35 years, when she committed suicide and left two kids, a 13-year-old and a 30-year-old. That was serious darkness for me again. And I could say, I used to be saying, why me, God? Why me? Many times in that darkness for two to three months, in that darkness. And I believe if I never changed from the gangster, I would have definitely killed myself. But I believe that God, my father, was looking after me. I would say we get molded all different ways. But when God molds us, he says, walk this way. Because now I say, instead of why me, I say, try me. And I continue to take the progress in my journey. But in 2018, I lost another son. But that never stopped me because I know who I am, what I'm meant to do. And I know God gives all of us the resilience, the power to embrace everything within us, to go through what we need to grow through. You know, no one gets out of here alive. It's what we're doing that makes things happen. Because that pain, I would say, is what takes us to become who we need to become. And it was after wife passed away and going through that depression and coming through that gradually because I still had to run my chauffeur company. I still had to, have to, still had to look after my 13-year-old son at the same time. So my mind had to be focusing on that at the same time as well as me feeling down and in the darkness. Coming through that, um, one of my friends said, Morris, um, there's a business event and I would love you to come and speak about how you became a businessman in front of 150 people 
in London this was. And I said, yes. And I had never done nothing like that before, being on stage. But I want to say to everyone that's listening, life, you have to be fearless. Because fear is a word proclaiming to be real. When you're fearless, your life becomes limitless. Because it was through this I found my purpose and my gift. I went to the event and there was five speakers going up on stage and speaking about business. I was there with my son and I went up there with no notes. I had no notes at all, but I went up there with the spirit of God, I can remember. And I spoke my truth. I said to everyone, good evening, everyone. I've never done nothing like this in my life. My teacher <laughs> said I'll be nothing in, in life. I wish he could see me now talking to all you people. And I got the biggest clap. And I felt so good when those people started to clap. And I, I told them a bit of my story and everything. And when I got off stage, they crowded me. They said, Maurice, that was very inspiring. You should continue doing that. And it wasn't till the next day, a teacher phoned me, said, I seen and heard your story on Facebook, Maurice. Can you come and tell that story to the kids at my school that are going through their GCSEs, exams and everything, everything to inspire them? And I said, yes, sure. He says, how much do you want? I said, no, it's okay. I'll do that for nothing. And going to that school empowered me because after speaking to the kids, they seen somebody come from zero to hero. When I showed them the pictures of Justin Bieber, Beyonce videos of Beyonce in my car, they felt so inspired. And it was almost like I was a star too. They started to hug me at the end and everything. And I, I really enjoyed that. And then I started to go to schools and speak my truth to the kids and just to show them that in every follower there's a leader because I believe we are the pen and paper of our story. You could play the victim, which I played for, for a long time, or you could play the hero. I believe I'm the hero now. And then it was one day when I was um, at home, the spirit came upon me, what I can recall, and, and said, Maurice, this is what God has given you your pain for. He was chipping away at you, turning you into this person of significance to tell your story, to inspire people. And it was from then I found my purpose and started to study, found Les Brown for the first time, listening to speakers. And I came across a video of The Secret. And um, listening to The Secret, it was there I sat down stunned. And my spirit said to me, Maurice, you are The Secret. You are the secret. And I want to say to everyone that's listening, the secret is inside of you. That is hidden inside of you. You have to find you. You have to find the real you. You have to make the real you stand up and be counted because every one of us is different. And we have something different to offer the world. What are we doing about it? We have to fight for it. And it's there I found my purpose and started to wanting to study about um, like being a life coach, being an inspirational speaker, you know, and now I go to Africa. I've been to Africa last year and I've got a charity now, setting up a school in Africa I want to do in Ethiopia and one in London, you know, to teach the kids life skills and empowerment, which I never got. Amazing, amazing how you have taken your pain and used it to propel you to prevent others from suffering that same pain. Moritz, hats off to you. I love the fact that you never gave up. I'm sure that there were many days that you were grieving, you were 
having pity parties and not every day was a good day, but I love the fact that you never gave up. You're phenomenal. You are a hero to so, so many. And I love that you mentioned Les Brown. Certainly he's an inspiration to me as well. And I'm sure to many that are in the audience, just another phenomenal black man. And I say that and I point that out because I don't see many. I don't see many that look like me that are male that are playing the hero. Many are playing the victim. And I thank you for being one of our heroes. Thank you for that. And, you know, to your question, you know, the answer is, I would say to everyone that's listening, that you have the power. It's about what you're telling yourself. It's the thought that determines the outcome. It's, we become what we think about. What are we thinking about sometimes? Sometimes we're just stuck. Sometimes we need someone to speak to. Sometimes we need a coach. Sometimes, you know, every successful businessman has the right attitude. They have, they have a coach. Every athlete, they have a coach. They have a talent. So they want to take it to another level. But we, we feel that we can do it alone. No, success is predictable. What do I mean by that? Success is predictable. Every one of us should be successful because the Bible tells us so. That is the manual. The iPhone has a manual and it guides us so it's successful. The Bible tells us, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. There's many things in the Bible, if you read it, that can take us away from our pain. So long as we believe in what we're listening to, we need to get away from toxic people because sometimes people are bringing us down, family, friends, or people like that. I would say if you're the smartest in your group, find a new group. We're here to evolve every day, every minute of the day. Some people don't like when I say this, but listen, I'm happy every minute of the day. Some people say, how can you be? I make a choice. It's my decision to make sure I put something in place, a callus to build, to make me go through what I need to go through. There's a callus there now because that pain is from pain to power, I would say. What is power? Power is within us. And with power, we empower. We don't control, we don't manipulate. We don't control, we lead from the front with our power. And when you start to lead, that's when you get the joy in your heart by giving back. Like mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali said, the service to others is the rent we pay for being here. Yes, indeed. Totally agree with you. Um, and I believe that we all have a journey. And many times we embark on pain and we have our ups and downs, but certainly it's a lesson. It's to teach us a lesson that we can share with others or a testimony that we'll be able to encourage, motivate, inspire, and empower others. Morris, tell us one thing that you would like the audience to take with them one thought one idea what would that be one thought i would say the secret about getting ahead is getting started we fail to plan so we plan to fail mm -hmm. have a vision have a progressive idea have something that you love something that you love if you don't like what you're doing and you don't like your job if you don't like your relationship if you don't like your surroundings, you can change it. 
because change happens, progress doesn't. Take yourself away from what you don't like, I would say to everyone that's listening, because life happens for you. And if you take you away from that situation, things will start to be happen different. Things will happen different for you because God is taking one step you take, he pushes you one step forward. But you have to believe that and then you'll see that, I would say to the audience. So let's go. No retreat, no surrender. Let's not surrender to that pain. Let's just fight for what we want because it is a fight, everyone. It's a fight. I agree. It is a fight. But I believe the most potent thing that you said today that I'm going to take with me is instead of why me, try me. I love the fact that many times we get caught up in, oh, you know, why me? Why me? You know, they don't have this. They didn't have to go through this. Why me? But I love how you take it and turn it around and try me because it's in that point that we go from victim to hero that we go from surviving to champion. Morris, I thank you so much for being with us on Purifying Truths. Please tell the audience, how can they connect with you? They could connect with me on Instagram. I am Morris the Connector. They can connect with me on my website where I have some blogs, videos and stuff like that on my website as well. Uh, my YouTube, MorrisTheConnector.com is my website, MorrisTheConnector.com. Also on Twitter, MorrisTheConnector, LinkedIn, MorrisTheConnector. I'm here because I've switched on my light. And I know for a fact what I'm doing now, I'm saving lives and switching on other people's lights because I know how, I know what I did to get through what I needed to get through by believing in myself. So I have my own way of conducting my coaching program and saving lives. And just sometimes people are just stuck. They just need talking to because everything we want is within us. Everything mm -hmm. we want, we just have to release that. And sometimes my coaching program, I just make you put it on pen and paper, write it down so you can see it clearly. And when you can see it clearly and have clarity and have a vision, then you have your direction. So let's go and do it and do it and do it and do it. Don't stop doing it, everyone, because we can become what we need to become. Indeed. And like you said earlier, lack of direction keeps you stuck. So make sure that we write it down, have the vision and do it. Morris, what's next for you? What else do you have in the upcoming days, weeks, months? I have right now, yesterday I recorded a show. I'm a co-host on Something of Substance. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Dr. Gloria Walton, we recorded a show called Something of Substance which I'm a co-host on Apple TV soon. I'm also writing a book about my pain to power and wearing your own crown. I've also been asked to do a documentary about my story, which is my glory. And then it's going to be a film as well. You know, so I'm doing many things and I have a charity, which I'm going to schools, you know, uh, I'm getting supplied with grants to go to schools because it takes a, a team to score a goal. So I have a team around me where we're going to start going to schools to empower the kids. Because right now in London, there's 13-year-olds killing each other. If I can save one, I could save many. And that's what we're here for. Every one of us is here to make a difference in someone's life. So, yeah, there's a lot of projects that I have in the pipeline. So thank you for asking. 
absolutely amazing. We look forward to all that you have to offer. Please connect with Morris. He is definitely, like I said in the beginning, a game changer. We're not talking chess or checkers. We're talking the game of life, a game that we're all forced to play and that we all can win. Morris, thanks once again for joining Purifying Truths. It has been a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much. I just liked one thing that you said there. One thing that you said there, and I'll catch on to words quick. Yes, win, yes. win. We are here to win or learn, everyone. In life, we are either going through a storm, coming from a storm, or either in a storm. That's life. We're here to win or learn. You know, success isn't final. Failure isn't fatal. Courage, everyone of coming back over again and again. And one thing I want to leave you with, mm -hmm. go away today. Start loving yourself. With love, there's no hate. We just elevate into becoming who we need to become. So it starts with you first. Stop giving what you haven't got. Get it first and then give it. Then you'll see it and believe it. Thank you for everything today. Absolutely. So powerful. So very powerful. What gems you have shared with us today. It has been a privilege. Wow. Thank you, Morris. And thank you for tuning in to Purifying Truths with A-Star. Tune in every Saturday at 9 and noon for exciting new guests who illuminate the world in the various facets of life. You too can connect with A-Star. Facebook and Instagram at Facets of a Star. Please visit the website www.facetsofastar.com. Shine bright.